Hi, this is Michael Q, and today I'm gonna. Hi, this is Michael Q. I want to learn about dreams. We've all had weird dreams. What do these things mean? Are dreams an indication of what's to come? How do we break these things down? I guess we need a dream analyst, which is exactly who I have on today. Our guest is Lori Lohenberg. She's been a guest on The View, Dr. Oz, Good Morning America, The Today Show. She even has a book out called Dream On It. So she's definitely the person to ask on this subject. And I can't wait to find out what she's got to say. I think the first thing that I'd want to ask Laurie is, why do we dream? Okay, we dream because we think. We're always thinking. Right now, you're thinking. When you're driving, you're thinking. As you're drifting off to sleep, you're thinking. There's a constant stream of consciousness going through your head, an inner dialogue. You're always talking to yourself. It doesn't stop once we fall asleep. It continues. But once we enter REM, you know, when we dream, um, that consciousness, that inner dialogue is still happening, except now since our brains are working differently while in REM, instead of thinking literally and with words, we're thinking in symbols and metaphors and emotions. Because, for example, there's a lot going on when we're asleep and then especially when we dream. Um, The prefrontal cortex, the part of the prefrontal cortex, for example, that controls rational linear thought is dormant. The very center of the brain, the amygdala, which Freud called the seat of the subconscious, is very active, and that's the emotional center of the brain. So that consciousness, that inner dialogue is still happening, but now you're talking to yourself in stories. And it's important to look at your dreams as a conversation with the self. You're talking to yourself about yourself, but on a much deeper, more focused and insightful level. It's so interesting what she has to say about emotions and your dreams. So I did some more research about this, and I found an article published by Frontiers in Psychology, and the article says that emotions in your dreams are never disguised. This means the feelings you experience in your dream are reflections of your true, honest feelings. Feelings that may have been suppressed during the day are now being expressed in your dreams when your defenses are down. Feelings expressed in your dreams can help you deal with depression, guilt, and other complex emotions. You see, dreaming is an overnight therapy that helps your brain separate important memories from non-important ones. Every single night, every 90 minutes throughout the night, we enter the dream state. So on a good night, you can get five or more dreams. Uh, A a lot of people think they don't dream. It's just because they're not remembering them. Um, And it's also really important to understand that your dreams are always about right now. And even more importantly, your dreams tonight are going to be about what happened today. So it's, it's like a daily um, checkup, <laughs> uh, a daily way to, to check in with yourself and figure out right now and make sure that you're handling things correctly, make sure you're, you're focusing on the right thing, make sure your behavior is correct, make sure the people around you aren't affecting you negatively, you know. Everything, every day that you deal with, your dreams are helping you with at night. So I always thought our dreams were random, but it does make sense, but it does make sense that they would be from events that happened recently. 
So I did some more research and I found an article in Psychology Today that went It turns out most of the content from our dreams come from the previous day or a week earlier. Freud had a term for this, he called it day residue. The idea is that it takes about a week for certain types of experiences to be encoded into our long-term memory. During dreams, the part of the brain called the hippocampus, which handles learning and memory, takes events it finds important from the previous day, consolidates them, then begins to transfer these over to the neocortex for permanent storage. That transfer process takes about a week, and as the process is taking place, the images involved in the consolidation will turn up as dreams. The bad dreams and the nightmares are the most important dreams of all because they're shining a spotlight or they're bringing to the surface a difficult issue that needs to be focused on and corrected. That's why bad dreams and nightmares are so upsetting because they're connected to something that's upsetting in your real life. Sometimes it can be something from your past, but it's still affecting you today. And that's why you're getting a bad dream about it. It's, it's affecting your decisions or your behavior today. So the best way to figure out your bad dream or any dream for that matter is go ahead and explore the emotion you're feeling in the dream. You know, if it was a very, very frustrating dream and you just could not accomplish a particular goal in the dream, look at what's going on right now in your real life. What is the most frustrating thing for you right now? That's what your dream's trying to help you with. So if it's a very, very frightening dream and you're running from something and you're terrified, ask yourself, what right now terrifies you the most? Most people at one time or another have suffered from reoccurring nightmares. Nightmares become much more than bad dreams when they have a significant effect on your health and well-being. People who are already anxious and depressed feel those effects even more. Now, because nightmares can cause sleep deprivation which in turn causes a host of medical conditions like obesity, depression, and heart disease, it's important to get your nightmares sorted out. A treatment for nightmares written about by Harvard Medical School suggests image rehearsal therapy. In this form of cognitive therapy, people who repeatedly experience a nightmare are asked to recall and write down their nightmares and then rewrite the nightmare and give it a positive ending. Then reread that before going to sleep. It's called lucid dreaming, when you're in the dream and then you realize it's the dream. Um, it, it happens naturally for some people. Some people have to work really hard to make it happen, and it's one of the coolest experiences. I mean, it's better than drugs and it's better than sex. It is so cool. When you can just stay within the dreams and, and, and explore your dreamscape and control what happens and, you know, you can make Brad Pitt appear. You can walk through walls. You can, you know, ask questions and get answers. A lot of people I have found will become lucid within a nightmare. You know, there's an axe murder after them, and just as the axe is coming down, they realize it's a dream, and they use it to wake up. Rather than confronting the axe murderer and saying, wait a minute, who are you? And seeing what kind of answer you get. If you ever become lucid within a dream... I always stress, try to remember to ask a question because your dream will answer you and the answer will blow your mind <laughs> because what you're doing is you're having a conversation with your subconscious. Your subconscious is your 
you know, as the lingo these days, your authentic self. It is your absolute, honest, brutally honest, genuine truth, um, which is why when you're in the dream state and you're having a dream, and, and sometimes why dreams are so disturbing is because they is the way you are being brutally honest with yourself about something that you are ignoring or turning a blind eye to or denying or refusing to acknowledge while awake. Your subconscious does not like complacency. Your subconscious does not like you to lie to yourself, and it will force you to face these things so you can deal with them and correct them and become better. It turns out that lucid dreaming is also a powerful way to apply your mind to solve problems. You see, the consciousness you have during a lucid dream lies in higher activity in the frontal area of your brain. That's the same state your brain is in during deep concentration or active listening. So how do you achieve lucid dreaming? Well, one technique I found that was developed by the Lucidity Institute is called mnemonic induction of lucid dreaming. Now this is really simple. All you have to do is repeat to yourself, the next time I'm dreaming, I'll remember that I'm dreaming. That conscious effort to induce a lucid dream actually does have an effect on your unconscious mind. Don't look at your dreams literally because number one, you're not going to get the message. Number two, you're going to freak yourself out. Dreaming is a different language. It is not a literal language. It is a symbolic language. So you have to figure out the symbolism. What does this represent to me? What do I associate with this? It's, It's a game of connect the dots. So I was really curious about this part because we all have a lot of common elements that come up in our dreams. So I asked Laurie to go through all the common symbols that people have and what they actually mean. So here's what we came up with. And there are archetypal archetypical symbols that we all dream that have pretty much the same meaning for all of us. For example, um, a snake in a dream most often for most people is going to represent a toxic person in your life. Someone that is poisonous to you and that you need to get away from. Um, Falling in a dream, uh, archetypically for everyone, we'll dream of falling when we've had a big letdown in real life, when something rather than building us up is bringing us down. The different parts of your body in a dream represent your different abilities. So anything with the mouth, the teeth, the lips, the tongue, the throat, that area are going to represent your ability to communicate. So if you get that really common dream where your teeth fall out, this is connected to loose speech, saying something without thinking about it first, uh, saying something you wish you could take back and put back in your mouth. Um, the opposite end of the spectrum of that dream is the teeth cracking or crumbling. So that's connected to weak speech. And you'll get that dream when you didn't make your point strong enough or when you, you know, oh, I should have said this, you know, like hours after an argument. Um, another common body part we dream of are the eyes. You know, you can't see clearly or you can't open them and you're driving and you can't focus. Do you ever get that kind of dream? Yes. Okay, so your eyes represent your ability to focus on something, you know, like a 
um, a project, um, a goal. They can also represent your ability to understand and perceive, you know, because we say when someone explains something to us, oh, I see. So if you're having trouble with your eyes, ask yourself, am I not giving enough focus on some issue or situation or project, or am I have a, having a hard time understanding some situation that someone's trying to get me to understand? The head would represent a couple things. It can represent your knowledge, your ability to, you know, know things, um, to know best, to be wise and make good decisions. It can also represent your ego. So, that being said, to get your own head chopped off would be about, it, it could be about cutting off knowledge. I don't want to know this. I'm going to turn a blind eye to it. You know, I, I don't want to know this. I don't understand this. Um, but it, the dismemberment element of it could be about cutting off, separating from something or someone you know better. The different people in your dream are going to represent the different parts of your personality. So your dream will show you the different parts of your personality in the form of a person you know or a person, a, a cop or whatever. To it, it gives embodiment to that personality aspect of yourself. Um, and oh, you said a relative, so it depends on who the relative is. For example, the Mother is a really common dream figure, so she's not always going to play herself. Most of the time, the mother will symbolize, if you're a mom, she's going to symbolize your role as mom. If you're not a mom or you're a guy, she's going to symbolize your nurturing self, that part of you that's creative, that nurtures and cares for yourself and others, or that is nurturing a project, so to speak. So death in a dream is also very common and that's the that's the dream theme that really freaks people out and that's the one that they think is showing them the future and it's not it's symbolic don't worry death in a dream is about something ending or changing death is the end of life to the dreaming mind it's the end of life as you now know it so to watch yourself die or get killed in a dream Ask yourself, what do I need to acknowledge is now over? What do I need to acknowledge is changing? The death dreams come to us to help us understand the finality of what's going on so we can let go of whatever it is. So then we can be more open to what is to come. And being chased typically will mean that in real life there's something going on that you're avoiding. You're running from it rather than facing it and dealing with it. You know, maybe you're procrastinating or maybe, you know, you know you need to have this confrontation with this particular person, but you're putting it off. Um, and if you're the type of, a lot of recurring dreams happen because they're connected to recurring behavior patterns and being chased is one of those. So if you get the being chased dream a lot, that's an indication that you have the recurring behavior pattern of avoidance. You know, you, you type that I, I will avoid confrontation at all costs. And so, therefore, at night, you're going to be chased in your dream rather than, you know, when, when you change that behavior, the dream stops. Um, because you're, the animals in your dream are going to represent your behaviors. Um, so, dogs are probably the most common animal that shows up in our dreams. 
Um, and the reason why is because the dog will typically symbolize the behavior of loyalty and friendship. So, again, you want to pay attention to the, is the dog threatening to you? Okay, ask yourself what sort of friendship um, or relationship is a threat to me right now. Uh, is the dog dying? Okay, what friendship is in need of help? <laughs> what friendship is on its way out? Um, am I, is my friendship to someone, my loyalty to someone, you know, not what it should be? Wow, I've definitely experienced so many of these symbols in my dreams. It's crazy. But I also want to know what does it mean when you see somebody from your past in your dream that you haven't seen in years and all of a sudden they just pop up? Um, first of all, remember that everything and everyone in your dream most of the time is going to symbolize a part of yourself. Everything in the dream is me, me, me. We're very narcissistic when we're dreaming. So the person from the past that you haven't seen in years, they're going to symbolize a part of your own personality. So ask yourself, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of this person? Maybe this person you're dreaming about, what you remember the most about their personality is that they were just really very shy. And they never spoke up about things. And, you know, that, that's the personality trait you associate with that person. Well, they're going to represent that part of you. And maybe they're showing up in your dream right now because there's something you're being very shy about. Maybe you're being very introverted. Maybe you need to break out of your shell or maybe you need to speak up about something. So now that we have all this great information here on how to analyze our dreams, what about for those of us that have a hard time remembering our dreams at all? So I asked Lori to teach us how to start remembering our dreams. And here's what she said. It's super easy to start remembering your dreams. All you need to do when you wake up, and this is this includes in the middle of the night if you have to go to the bathroom or if you're waking up for good in the morning. Um, the key is to stay put. Don't jump out of bed. Stay in the exact same position you woke up in because that's the position your body was in when you were dreaming. So stay put, quiet your mind, don't think about anything, and let the dream come back to you. Give yourself like three to five minutes of quiet still time and let the dream come back to you. I would even keep your eyes closed. And if all you get is just a song oh you've got a song running through your mind great that was probably part of your dream or you just have an emotion you're like very frustrated great write it down or maybe you just remember i remember a dog that's all i can remember great write it down the more you do this it's like working a muscle uh, the more you do it the more dreams you're gonna remember and before you know it you'll be remembering every single dream every night I really enjoyed that conversation with Lori. I took so much value from what she was saying, and I'll never look at my dreams the same again. So if you guys want to find out more information um, on how to analyze your dreams, go to Lori's website, lorilowenberg.com. Get her book, Dream On It. I want to thank her for coming on the podcast, and thank you guys for listening. And until next time, guys, stay curious.